It's time to watch The Muppets, The Muppets Mayhem. these fucking notes. I look like a psychopath. I look like a psycho. I need to pull up the out the fake outline. <clears throat> I watched these a while ago. <laughs> I watched them again today, as Jim intended, on my phone, on phone while doing my laundry. Megan, it's time to watch the Muppets. We did, and I have to tell you, I still like the show. These two episodes were really good episodes. I agree. I think they were good. Okay, I, like, I, I think I, I can officially say, so far I like the show. It's not like when we watch the Santa Clauses and I'm like, I don't know why I'm watching this. And then it turns out you liked it. And then I was like, and then I liked it. <laughs> we're going to have to cover season two this year. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay, so we watched episode six, Fortunate Son of the Muppets Mayhem. Airing in the U.S. on May 10th, 2023, and in the U.K. on May 10th, 2023. Written by Hannah Friedman and directed by Kimmy Gatewood. Here is the plot for episode 6, track 6, Fortunate Son. You ready? Dr. Teeth's parents arrive, questioning his destiny and jeopardizing both the album and the band. Okay. So, I want to ask you just a question. Mm Mm-hmm. Initial thought of Dr. Teeth's mom? I love Tina Teeth. I love <laughs> Tina Teeth so much. Um, if we're just breaking them down right out the gate, Tina Teeth's whole deal rules. She's yeah. got B-52's hair. She's got like... Or Patsy from this, AbFab. She, yeah. She's got a really great fun way about talking. This like Southern Belle like... Yeah. I don't know. I love her. And Highfalutin Southern Belle... And um, Gerald Teeth, no, sorry, Gerald, yeah, Gerald Teeth, Dr. Teeth's dad, looks like if you made yep. a Muppet of Richard Kind. Do you know? I don't know who Richard Kind From Richard Kind. I don't know from Richard Kind. Spin City. Oh! <laughs> yes! Yes, absolutely! I even, I, on my I notes here. I forgot about that character until you brought him up. On my notes I wrote, Dr. Teeth's dad looked like. Richard Kind. Yes. In, in parentheses, Spin City. Because I knew you were going to get it from Absolutely. that. From Spin City. Yeah. I love that um, everything Tina Teeth says, she's like, right, Gerald? And he goes, yep. 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 <laughs> like, no real full response. And He's he has got those big dad big energy. Chompers. I also think that Dr. Teeth's dad could be, like, my grandma's brother. Like, I don't know why he looks like my grandma to me a little uh-huh. bit. I, maybe. We're talking... We're talking Susie? Uh, we're talking Susie. Yeah. I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> when she puts her dentures in and uh, she has like the under jaw. I feel like, okay, I don't know how we keep doing this, but like we're talking about like the dentist episode of the Muppet, of Muppets Mayhem basically. And yesterday I went and got a root canal and it was horrible. How's your mouth feel? Terrible. Horrible. It was horrible. No, it really sucked. I went, It my appointment was at like 9 a.m. I hate 
the noises of the dude pools. that's what it is the, it sometimes did you ever get a nerve shock do they ever hit a nerve and you're like oh thank god no oh that happens to me every time so I they the numbed dentist. me you know and then like you can't feel anything, but you hear the grinding <laughs> of bone and, you know. And the so, light is in your face with and the like, glasses. And I'm not trying to be, like, a big baby because I'm a vegetarian, <laughs> but, like, they use these tools that, like, burn down your bone and your gum and stuff with, like, force. You know, and oh, then afterwards, it. all I taste is, like, nasty meat in my mouth. And it's me, you know? Yeah, it's fucking disgusting. I have meat mouth and it's me. <laughs> It's my meat. Ew. So Ugh. gross. But yeah, I'm like, now I gotta watch this dentist episode? Damn. Do you think I'm gonna like any of these characters? They're all dentists. Fuck them. I know, but they were great. So let's start off. Cold open. When the van breaks down, the band gets down. Wow. Causing quite the jam here. Jamming's what we do. No, I mean. You gotta get moving. After we finish grooving. A police officer approaches them, who is played by Cedric Yarborough. (laughs) So I have to assume it's Deputy Jones from Reno 911. Yeah. That's canon, right? It is canon. I would really hope so. It should be canon. They he seemed, he seemed like Jones, and he was ever. wearing... His uniform looked exactly like Jonesy. No, that's why he's there. You know yeah. it's Disney, like uh-huh. pulling in the characters. There was a lot of good cameos in um, the next episode that da, we have da, to da, cover. Da, da, da. That I almost forgot that we were doing. Okay, it's so... Now, Dr. Teeth's parents are here because they're on their way to Cavity Con. Yep. This is very cute. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a classic tale, though, of like the parents that have their career path set in mind for their kid, you know, and then their kid like wants to break out and be a creative, you know? Yeah, but like they should be proud that he ha- he still did the schooling, and this mm-hmm. is like he is technically still a doctor, Doctor Teeth DDS, I assume. Yeah. Right? So his parents are on their way to Cavity Con, and they stop here to basically kind of. I guess, make Dr. Teeth feel like shit about his path right now and try to alter his Built destiny. Hey, you run the business. It's what do they time. keep saying? Dentistry but is his cr- destiny? I I feel like Dr. Teeth, and, and as somebody who dates an older woman, is married to an older woman, wasn't it kind of a weird timeline thing? I'm like, how old is everybody? It's hard to figure that out. Because yeah. Dr. Teeth was around in the 70s uh-huh. and he seems old uh-huh. and he also doesn't when his parents are around yes he immediately reverts to like this very like obedient child like he just starts flossing his teeth and not really doing anything yeah but how old are his parents if I have he's no as old idea. as he is well they're looking to retire after making a million smiles right yeah uh, so dr teeth's parents are no less than 100 years old right because dr ha- teeth has got to be nearing age. the 80s <laughs> Right, yeah, like not quite Jim Henson's age, but yeah, at least like oh, how old are you if you're at least twenty five? Because he was. Tw- they were. I was going to say they were in their thirties in the seventies. Yeah, right? 
Uh, they're at least, we'll give them the BOD. They were uh-huh. 25, right? Yeah. So how old were you if you're 25 in 1975 or 76, right? It uh-huh. started? Yeah. How old would you be now? I don't know. I'm not going to do that math. I can't do those math. Message us. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us the number. You'll Tell win a prize. how old Dr. Teeth is. So Dr. Teeth then goes into a stress-induced flashback. And sees the Molar Express with his mother and father doing a floss toss. I loved that. Floss toss. Floss toss. Oh my god, it was kind of good. And then doesn't she remind you? Speaking of that, uh, they tried to, I think, sprinkle in a little bit of um, that woman who was ran for vice president, Sarah Palin. Yeah, Sarah Palin. She does. Yeah, I could see that. Mm. I was just thinking also like the fairy from Shrek Two. Oh yeah, Jennifer Saunders. Jennifer Saunders. Fairy. Character. I think it's just this, this hair. This yeah, hair is doing a lot hair. of the characterization <laughs> for us here. Yeah, I didn't get any Patsy Stone besides the look. Maybe mm. the, actually maybe the outfit. She have like a Chanel esque little She's skirt and a suit with like kind of like ruffly. Ruffly sleeves hanging out of it, you know? Yeah, I Let's feel like... Let's see if like I can zoom this in. She's a super little bit. fashionable. Yeah, she's her. definitely fashionable. She is definitely. This is what she gets from Patsy. Fashion darling. So now, um, this is an Easter egg that I absolutely loved. I want to see if it's mentioned here on the wiki. It's got to be. You have right? to be able to edit this, Doug. What do you mean? I feel like you need to learn how to like be like, nope. Oh, uh, to edit the... Wi- I, I know. Did they have this? I was nope. thinking, because I made these notes like this, and I'm like, this would work perfectly Just for the Wikia, because it it's these numbers, yeah. you know, like the way I numbered it. So this episode, okay, in the first flashback sequence, Dr. Teeth meets Floyd Pepper in a music store called Original Jerry's Tunes. This was so sweet. The store sign boasts, established in 1934, the year Jerry Nelson was born. When I first watched this episode, this gave me dorky chills where I was like, oh my God. It's very sweet. It's Jerry's. That's so cool. I love that. I love that they pay homage to their beginnings. I love the pronunciation of that. <laughs> I, did, I couldn't. Homage. <laughs> homage, homage. That's one of those words that I hear people struggle with all the time. I don't know. It's homage. Pay homage. Homage? Is it I an would homage? Say homage? You could say it. It would be like pay homage. Pay homage. Uh-huh. Homage. That's very English, right? To hit that that yeah. sound. Um, so in Jerry's tunes, Floyd, um, Floyd's like riffing, playing guitar or whatever. He greets Dr. Teeth. And then Teeth picks up a harmonica and he plays a bridge for Floyd that gets Floyd really excited. And it's good. This relationship that forms between the two of them is so interesting and it kind of like transcends time also. Because now you're saying the mayhem that we know is a band, the house band for the Muppet Show, which was from 1976. So these flashbacks have to be from at least the 50s, right? The way he's wearing, like, those sweaters oh, and everything. Yeah. It's very, like, sock hoppy. It's and, very, like, yeah. It's, like, you know? about time's about to change. It's, yeah. like, very Beatles-esque. But I loved it. I loved their meeting. I thought it was lovely. I thought they had great chemistry. Like, the Muppets are really doing a great job of acting and selling it to me. Yes. They're killing it. They're killing it. They really are. Every time, like, Zoot doesn't have a lot to do in this episode, but every time Zoot is on the screen... I am absolutely fucking delighted. Dave Goals. Dave Goals. Dave Goals. If we ever reach our goal to meet Dave Goals. Uh-huh. Our Dave Goal. Our Dave Goal. 
like I would go to a convention or a conference he Do, was at. We'll find you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll like, go to you. I, yeah. We'll go to you. Go somewhere, but let us know. Uh-huh. So we know about it and can go. So they break <laughs> out of the this first flashback, and basically the other members of the Mayhem reveal that every decade or two, Teeth's parents make him spiral out, and they try to get him to take over their practice. So, like, they just constantly come into his life and then just, like remind him that he yeah. should be a dentist he's on the wrong path every once in a while they're just like you ready which is like a miserable thing that yeah. they just like keep needling but they never him. talk in between That's i guess the sad not part. right i don't know but i did like how they did the flashbacks how like everyone was a part of it and they like knew enough wait till the next flashback uh-huh. like it became a joke because this is all flashbacks later on when teeth's not around and he's like oh you gotta wait for the next flashback and they're like teeth's not even here and he goes no this is my flashback yeah. <laughs> Very good. So now we go to another flashback where he's graduating dental school. Teeth hears Floyd busking in the, you know, outside and he goes up to him and Floyd, (laughs) Floyd mentions he's been dishonorably discharged from West Point, which killed me. Yeah. And uh, he just hands Teeth the harmonica that he's been carrying around since the last time they had an encounter. Yeah, my friend spit on this. I'll I'll keep it for him. <laughs> I know this dude. I as, met once as at this long point as it too, takes. Right? As long as it takes, really. So in between all of these flashbacks and everything, we're um, also met with Animal, who is like uncovering for himself that Moog is obsessed with Nora. Maybe, mm-hmm. and I really like that he's got. Like, Animal doesn't get the credit he deserves, I don't think, in this series. Yeah. Or he hadn't been getting the credit he deserves in the past. Because now he's like, I don't know, he's got a brain on his shoulder, in his, the expression is he's got a head on his shoulders, right? He's got a brain in those shoulders. (laughs) He does. God damn it. I love that we get to know more about Animal, and I love the character of Baby Animal. I yes. The character of Baby Animal is really, like, a very special thing. It's amazing. Does he... T- he turns up in this one again, too, in yeah. this episode. And I just think it's so sweet. Even last episode, like, the Baby Animal telling Animal that, like, he relates to Nora because they were both abandoned. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really deep stuff. I need you to know that I have Funko Pops of Baby Animal coming. What's a Funko Pop? Those square heads? Those things, yeah. They come in the boxes. Oh, those yeah. things that everybody collects. I know, but there's nothing I can do with those. I know. I just look at it in your store. <laughs> I know. I can't put it anywhere. But you could, you could just look at it and go, oh, nice. nice. Oh, nice. Nice. <clears throat> so Animal's kind of slowly uncovering that... Uh, I could take it out of the box, That though. Moog loves Nora. And he does that thing where he puts his hand on Moog's heart when he says Nora. One of the things goes, Nora. You do a very good animal from, you do Howie Mandel doing (laughs) Muppet Babies. What a compliment. Thanks. You could be the next Howie Mandel, Megan. Can you imagine? I can't wait to shave my head as bald as his. So have you, have you, when you were watching this episode, did you clock, um, the system with which Teeth has to process his emotions. His, like, version of Dabda that he has. Is Dabda, like, dread, anger? It, yeah, denial, denial. anger, uh, bargaining. Yeah. Doubt, doubt, doubt. 
I don't know what the I think so. the dabdas are. But so he has to first go crawdadden, <laughs> then he has malaise, uh-huh. then there's self doubt, explosive rebellion, explosive regret. <laughs> A very abrupt flashback, <laughs> manic prosperity, and then romantic impulsivity. Oh, no. When he approaches Penny. Penny, and he's like, hey, baby, and he has, like, the ring and everything, and she's, like, head over heels, and then Nora's like, his mom is in town, and she's, she, like, she's freaks like, out. <laughs> Why didn't you lead with that? <laughs> oh, my God. She's like, I'm keeping the ring, though. <laughs> I thought that was great. And he just smiles. But I love, like, we really learn about Dr. Teeth in this episode. Yeah. His cap, his little gold cap, cap that he wears. his cap came from and everything. scooby doo bop boop. That's my impression of one of them. I don't know. <laughs> Charles Manson, actually. scooby doo bop <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I know, like, we're using this this podcast now to, like, catch up on our friendship also at times. <laughs> it's so true. Being a grown-up, it's like, you don't... I know. And, like, I've just had, like... Having a, a weekend from hell that started on, like, Thursday. It was, like, a long weekend from hell. You have Elvis hair, though, right now. Do I? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to talk to you about a reality show that I started watching last night. Tell me. Is it called Love Island? Because that's what all the ladies talk about at work. This is my version of that. <laughs> Do you remember, like, when VH1 had all of those shitty reality shows with celebrities on it and they would call it celeb reality oh yeah 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 like the surreal life and, and Bravo. shit like they would compete in yes. the market for sure so like there we're in the middle of like a resurgence it feels like it was like kathy griffin's era yes my life the on the d-list and yeah <clears throat> so i'm watching two horrible reality shows that i cannot get over they're fucking so great what's the one where the they used to lose weight fit club <laughs> celebrity fit club which i think was in England, it was called Fat Farm. Yeah, because I, I remember watching a French and Sa- Fat Farm. <laughs> I remember watching a French and Saunders where Don French is making fun of Fat Farm. Um, so uh, the first show that I'm watching is called Stars on Mars, which is about celebrities competing in a simulation experience of being on the planet Mars. Where they have to complete tasks and live on, like, a base station together. And, of course, celebrities is to be taken in air quotes because it's the girl with glasses, Ariel Winter from Modern Family. Um, Disgraced cyclist Lance Armstrong. Um, Who else? Uh, One of Demi Moore and Bruce Willis's kids. You know, it's, it's real... It's so funny because the top is Demi and uh-huh. the bottom <laughs> yeah. is always Bruce. The top is Demi. Um, yeah, I can't even remember who else is on it. Oh, um, Ronda Rousey's on it. Okay. It's a real, it's it's great. It sucks. Um, and then where are they in like, an, uh, like a biodome ecosystem? They are like, like what's, in the desert space camp? in LA oh, they're playing in the space camp okay. in a biosphere kind of thing. And it's like a zero gravity biosphere. They're like Wait, we're running out of water. Gravity? No, oh. no, that would be insane. That's though. Mars, though. When you say space, I'm like, sp- Mars has gravity. Mars has heavier gravity, right? Yeah, I don't know how they're or dealing with that. I don't remember sixth grade science. Sorry, <laughs> or the planetarium very much. So I'm watching this show, and it's terrible. It's just dumb fun. What's the second? I started this new one called Claim to Fame. Which is a group of celebrities' family members competing to find out who the other person is. Basically, they entered this room with two truths and a lie. 
So a person would say, my celebrity relative is my cousin. He's best known for making music. Oh. And his highest award he's ever won is a Grammy. So of those three things, one is a true, two, two are true and one is a lie. And the other com- people competing have to figure out who everyone is. And it's absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. I watched the first episode the other day and... They immediately, not immediately, but they used, there's clues all over the house that they all have to live in together. They all live in the house together? Yes, of course they do. So there's clues all over this house. And in the house, they have to like kind of figure out. So they're, they're looking and there's this like bench on one of the clues. And everyone's like, oh my God, a bench, Forrest Gump, Tom Hanks. Someone here must be related to Tom Hanks. And this girl, her face literally drops. Because her uncle is Tom Hanks. So then they find out that it's her. I'm spoiling the first episode, and I'm sorry for this. Wait, but wait, so what? It's a, like, tag, you're out? Basically, if they find Tom out who, Hanks! If they find you're, out who you gone. are, and there's proof, and there's, like, there's this whole, like, level of everything and that they have to proof? do. Yes. So if there's, like, she, she has to have, she lost this challenge and had to be guessed. Which is like the worst thing that could happen to you is someone guesses who you're related to. It's like a to. weird escape room. It's so weird. So then they're like, I think you're related to Tom Hanks. And she literally freaked the fuck out. First of all, she's like, it's true. My uncle is Tom Hanks. And they were like, they show a picture of him on the thing. And she's, and then she like is really sweet. And she's like, everything that everyone says about him is true. He's a great guy, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden they're like, okay, your time here is, is over. And she leaves. And then you can hear her screaming from in the house, I deserved more screen time, this is bullshit, fuck this, whatever, all that. But because if you are the last person standing, you win $100,000. Is that not the most insane thing? You're already related. You're like, you know, Dionne Warwick's daughter, and you could win $100,000. That's nuts to me. Isn't that kind of embarrassing, though, to be like, I would think so. Yeah. Like a baby? It was horrifying. It was hilarious. I feel like... What do you think that would do to you if you're like uncle or somebody was like super famous? I don't know. I don't know. And like you weren't getting as much... You had a good life, but you weren't That's the thing also is like her (laughs) uncle is Tom Hanks. What does that mean? That doesn't translate to, you know, maybe nice Christmas gifts or something. But what does it really translate to? You know what I mean? Like you don't get like... I mean, you know, we've talked about Chet Hanks. Chet Hanks is is riding that my dad's Tom Hanks train, but like, there's no train for her. Her uncle's Tom Hanks. I mean, maybe Chet will let her guest star on a on a, on a rap track. Who knows? Oh my god, I'm just glad. Like, cause I can you like I was just thinking like I can't imagine if my mom was my mom, but she was also famous. But she was my mom. But she was famous for like. A reality like hairdresses of New Jersey. Okay, like you know, your mom does show. the hair to the stars yeah, or whatever. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Oh my god. So she's like a she's like a crazy famous person, and also she's like still everything about your mother too. That would be really funny. <laughs> be funny, but like <laughs> I wouldn't. I would have to change my name. I good. I don't share a name, but like anymore. But I don't know. Oh my god, that would be hard. Yeah, it would, would, like, it would probably be really hard. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? And then you'd have to go on this reality show and be like, my mother is <laughs> a hairdresser, and the biggest award she ever won was, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> a Teen Choice Award. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
And then they'd be like a Teen Choice Award. She I wonder if that's true. She won a Teen Choice Award. She won a Nickelodeon blimp. Um, oh, my God. So, where are we here? Where are we? I don't even we? know where about that. We? Oh, yeah, there's celebrity. I'm watching a show. What are you watching? Have you heard of the show Deadlock? No. Okay, so it's an Amazon Prime show, mm-hmm. and my partner's baby mama's partner, <laughs> Christine. Unpack, unpack, unpack. <laughs> told uh-huh. me about this show. She said the, the humor is really, like, kind of dry. It's an Australian show, and they're... It's so much like lesbian humor, mm-hmm. but it's it's like subtle and funny and like yeah. not in your face. And so far, and it's a murder mystery, oh. and it's like an unlikely duo. Mm-hmm. So like two people get paired up, blah blah blah. So far, I really like it. Is it's, Lisa watching this with you? She can't sit and watch anything. Oh, okay. So because this watched, sounds like the last show that I remember her liking. She wa- I thought she, she liked likes the white show. women getting up to trouble. Exactly, and it's like <laughs> it's too dry for her. Uh huh. Okay. So, and like I guess the shows she likes are too like in my face. Yeah. But anyway, so far so good. I like it. I have two more episodes left. And I am very excited. And you said that. it's Australian. Yeah. So what? It's There's probably eight funny. episodes or something. Anyway, yeah. so that but sounds they're brilliant. Ish, and they're great. Yeah. They're really well. Deadlock. Done. Deadlock, on but Prime. Dead and then lock like the Loch Ness. It's like a link, but it's oh. one word. It's L O C. L O C H. Loch. H. Lock. A lock. A dead lock. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That sounds cool, actually. Do you know what the key is? Wait. Don't, oh I don't God, even know Megan. the own quote. My own. You know what they not- say about Locke. <laughs> he's the key. He's the key. Turns out he's not. <laughs> oh my God, Lost. Juliet from Lost is Mrs. Claus. Is the Nutty Professor good? <laughs> <laughs> you know what probably did that? I have not watched that movie. Juliet since. from Lost in a fat suit. And, and then as, Eddie Murphy. As the mother. And then as, it reminded me of Eddie Murphy. Mrs. Claus? Jesus Christ. I couldn't get those words out. I was yeah, standing when she on my that... own titty. I used to think that was so funny. The grandma in the... In, uh... That table scene probably holds up a little bit. Uh, who knows? I don't, I don't even know, know what it, it's about anymore. I don't know. I haven't seen that movie in forever. That movie definitely... There's like got to be an F slur in that movie somewhere, right? I wouldn't watch that. What about like Flubber? You think that movie no, holds up? Probably I don't think not. that movie held up the day after it came out. Yeah. Maybe. What was that, Robin Williams? He, 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 I don't know. That's a wasn't a good movie, right? There was a certain point in Robin Williams' career where he was making movies simply that his daughter was able to see. I think, Aww, you know, like That's really sweet. Like that's where the She couldn't watch the Dead Poet Society, that wasn't. <laughs> I think that's where like the Flubber, Jumanji. Yeah. Jumanji's Hook, good though. All of those like Hook is awesome. You know. And it's weird because Dustin Hoffman as Captain Hook is really good. Megan, when I tell you that I only learned that a couple years ago, and I was like, oh my god, that's absolutely Dustin Hoffman in there. <laughs> in there. Did he you know that there. Glenn Close is one of the pirates in that movie, too? Is she really? Yes. In full, like... 101 Dimensions? No, I'm just kidding. Like, in <laughs> full, like, pirate, pirate drag. Yeah. yeah. A wench. Like, she... No, she's, she's playing a... She's, she's a playing male a male drag. pirate. She's like, whatever. Oh, I love I think it. they kill her. Yeah, probably. <laughs> kill the woman! <laughs> that checks out. <laughs> so, Tina Teeth is... At CavityCon because she won the Million Smiles Award. Oh, you are too kind. Would you look at that? The Million Smiles Award. I gotta tell you, Gerald and I never dreamed that we would be honored like this. Ain't that right, Gerald? Yep. Though we may be retiring, 
the teeth practice will go on thanks to our son returning home to fulfill our greatest dream. Step on up, say something, Junior. Come on. All right, Mom. Floyd crashes Cavity Con. Oh, but you know what? First of all, we got to rewind a little bit because I'm forgetting that basically Nora confronts Teeth when he's with Penny and is like, get over it. Stop doing these steps. Move on. And Floyd and Teeth is like, okay. And then the band kind of teaches her like, hey, if he doesn't go through this full process, all those steps that I read before, all eight of those steps, if he doesn't go through that process, then he doesn't grow he doesn't move past the situation so he's with his parents at cavity con watching them accept this award and presumably being you know made heir to the whole teeth empire whatever that they have and floyd crashes cavity con then and begins playing the bridge that they wrote together all those years ago attention cavity con page and dr gerald t jr hey there brother you know, we've been writing this song since the day we met. And I think it's time to finish it, don't you? We'll do nothing of the sort, Busker. Why, you always gotta be nothing but trouble. Well, you can call it trouble, ma'am. I just call it being what I gotta be. Yo, Teeth. It's time to rock, Doc. Well, all right. And then they... Go on to play Gotta Be, this new song that they seemingly improvise and finish with the whole band together. Because it's the bridge that they've been playing in all these flashbacks. And then they finish the song. They finish the song. And that'll go on the album. I really liked that um, after they, when while they perform this, rather, they show the rest of the mayhem like meeting up with each other, you know? They show baby animals in inspiration and input and band and everything. They show everybody in this like really cool flashback montage. Flashback montage. Yeah, they're really. They're, this show is getting really good. Yes, I like it. Yeah, I like this episode probably because it's all Muppets. I mean, there it really is. It's mostly Muppets. Yeah, the the humans take the back seat to kind of help drive the Muppets forward. I like more. This, this type of episode better. Yeah. It does seem that they're kind of volleying because the next episode is one that is a little bit more of a human episode. Oh, yeah. You know? So uh, now Dr. Teeth's dad finally speaks up. Gerald speaks up for himself and basically says that he's impressed with what? We didn't mention that Dr. Teeth's, his gold tooth is the, the floss holder, right? His cap is a floss holder? Yeah, the the um the mom and the dad give it give him a gift when he graduates dental school. Oh, I didn't realize and that. He, ke- he made it gold and he keeps it and with him as a That's what tooth. it is. Yeah. That's his cap. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I don't know why I didn't notice that. I'm an idiot. No, you're not. Thanks, Megan. <laughs> well, I'm glad I For making me feel like I'm an idiot. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> My god. So yeah, um Gerald Teeth speaks up. Finally expresses himself. You listen to me, Junior. All we ever wanted for you was a bright future, bringing smiles to the world. Looking out here today, it's clear. You've been bringing men's smiles to people for a long time. So, if anyone deserves this here award, it's the one, the only, Dr. Teeth. Ain't that right, honey? Yep. 
I really like that. And I like that Tina does come around. I hate the idea that they can't just accept Dr. T's word and they have to, like, see him and his bandmates, like, in action to be like, this is a real thing, I guess. You know, like, <laughs> and that how, how has it taken all of this time for them to finally come to this realization, you know? All right, our final bit of this episode is Nora and Moog are in the house together, the shack. And they have a little back and forth. Well, Doug and I saw the B-52s. I was just going to say, we probably should talk about that. That was a lot of fun. We did. And I'm looking on Twitter right now, though, too, because somebody messaged us. We did get a message. That was in regard to episode eight. Eight. Okay, I just wanted to make sure we didn't mess up. No, we're still, we're not there yet. I noticed that, too, the other day. Okay, so... Nora and Moog are having a conversation in the shack, and one thing leads to another, and it's revealed that Nora has a tattoo on her, like, shoulder, right, that says, one love, because she loves the Bob How Marley song. How did I forget this? And then Moog has on his bicep one heart, and they're like, Haha, we love Bob Marley, and that's the end of the episode, and it's like, okay, <sighs> The humans gotta go. <laughs> I mean, it is like the way that they're interacting is kind of lame. It's kind of yeah. It's like cringy, weird, lame. Also, yeah, it is funny that they had matching tattoos though. Because what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, what the fuck? Like, I was like, really? Yeah. Why does he and have then, like, one she, heart? She's just gonna have that tattoo. I hope they get rid of it and they don't keep up with it. I I don't know. That I hope sucks. They don't care. <laughs> I hope they don't care <laughs> about continuity. Like oh man! So overall, Megan, this was a pretty great episode, save for that last moment. This episode was great, and then they did this tattoo thing at the very end. But um, let's get to the extra little notes in here. So the episode title comes from the Creedence Clearwater Revival song "Fortunate Son." In one of the flashbacks, Dr. Teeth refers to a set of dentures as Eugene, another instance of Bill Beretta working in his brother's name into the production. Aww. Near the end of the episode, Nora is seen eating Crunchy Stars. Yeah, she's eating a, uh, a Swedish chef branded cereal called Crunchy Stars. And the cold open with the Muppet Mayhem performing It's Only Rock and Roll But I Like It was originally intended to serve as the opening for the first episode. Oh, that's interesting. Aww. This episode featured the song It's Only Rock and Roll But I Like It Pomp and Circumstance is listed here as if it's like a real song and Gotta Be And it's not Gotta Be by that woman goes You gotta be bone You gotta be mine You gotta be What? Who sings that song? Read the books your father read And gotta be Gotta be I have this on a running playlist too and I listen to it sometimes Gotta be It's a good inspirational song you gotta stick together. All I know, all I it's know. by Desiree, and that's how she's gotta be. The day. My, oh, my. <laughs> yeah. oh, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> they start moving. The internet now. That's one of those songs that, like, I definitely can remember listening to the shit out of, like, as a kid. It's still a good song. Like, I can remember, like, Helping my mom clean the house and like yeah. spraying the the windows <laughs> with Windex and being like wiping it and being like you gotta be tough you gotta stick together <laughs> you know like that like 
When we were kids, that was like the coolest thing. Is yeah. my mom would be like, "Let's all clean," and then she'd put on music, and we would like dance and clean around the house you and shit. Would have you know? a montage. Yeah, we would have a montage. Makes it go faster. It does. All right, Megan. So next week we're gonna be watching track six, eight days a week. Oh yeah, the Beatles centric parody episode. Oh my god, I forgot that this was a Beatles-centric period. This episode is Beatles heavy. I can't wait to talk about this. I know. With you. This is a really good episode. So, um, check this episode out on Disney Plus. What? That episode, I was in my office watching it alone. Uh-huh. No distractions. Hysterically laughing. Really? Hysterically laughing. Spoilers, Megan, for a good time. Um, so yeah, next week we're watching track Seven, eight days a week. Track seven, eight days a week. Mm. In the meantime, I was going to say, <laughs> what do I say here? In the meantime, you can message us. You can follow us on social media at ITTWTM. Um, you can leave us a nice review. Nice review. Nice review. In, in message us, tune. Nice review. Uh, and until next week. Thanks for the gumball, Gerald. Gerald.